Happy freezing time. It's the most important podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Josh. And uh, we recorded an episode last week that will forever mm-hmm. be a mystery. So yep. if you're confused, <laughs> this will be episode 48. Last week was episode 47, and I exported it, and it just nowhere to be yep. found. So uh, maybe you'll find it one of these days and pull a, a lost episode kind of thing, but... So we're sorry for being gone so long. Yeah. What we talked about last week was mm-hmm. we've been really busy, we've been really sick, um, and so uh, we're just going to cut the bullshit and just get right into the podcast yeah. today. Uh, so do you have some movie stuff you want to talk about? Well, I mean, not to recap what I talked about last week, but yeah. if, just in case we don't ever find those episodes real quick, I have seen four movies over the past couple weeks that um uh, most of which i i enjoyed not all of which were good mm-hmm. i saw coco um i which i loved mm-hmm. uh, as, as we said last week i saw coco which i loved um i saw justice league which i really liked even though it's a terrible movie mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh and i keep having zero motivation to go see it it's yeah, kind of unfortunate it. yeah it, i mean like I want like, to. I, I it's like probably the only superhero movie of the year that I was like interested in seeing, honestly. Man, but, it's uh, it's just eh. yeah, it's just really. Eh. I saw Monster Calls, which made me cry like yeah. a baby, like hard. Um, and I don't remember what. Oh, I saw Hidden Figures, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was about it. That was all I talked about last week. And then I did see this week. I got around to watching Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, you never watched it before? No, I hadn't watched okay. it. Okay. Um, eh. <laughs> I really recommend watching that movie a second time farther down the road. I because I did that because I had the same thing. The first time mm-hmm. I watched it, I was like, "Man, those Christian, yeah, those Christian themes are really rubbing me the wrong way," you know. But um, and how much of the story is like, you know, how mm. much did they change to make it? Because I mean, like, did he? The the Im- sheer amount of human force, especially that exhausted, yeah. I can't even, I can't even under begin to understand how that was actually mm-hmm. possible. It's one of those stories that like it really could have been exaggerated. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a great story nonetheless. And I honestly uh, rarely do I think um, war movies. Um, shine in their um, their setup, mm-hmm. but I thought the setup was much better than yeah, I the did. movie. Yeah, I did too. Uh, yeah. The rest of the movie, yeah. that is. Um, most <laughs> war movies have all of their you know um, their harrowing moments and uh, their twists and turns. However, uh, you want to mm-hmm. describe it, like once the action and the battles, you know that's that's when everything gets really rough and tried. But I liked. The idea that um, something that is totally believable was back then, you know, you were like a loser if you didn't go fight in the yeah, war. Yeah. You know, and this this idea that like everybody thought that and then they came home and they wished they had never mm-hmm. gone to war. You know what I mean? And that's every war. Yeah. Um, they You leave because people are, I mean, it's not really the case anymore, although I would argue that some military brainwashed to think they you know they get excited when they get shipped overseas and um it was just really interesting to me because uh 
we see that so much in war movies, mm-hmm. and they're they're often action movies, you know, and it's mm-hmm. uh, and the it, the things it does to people when uh, soldiers are gone. I just thought that was that yeah. was really well done. I enjoyed that, but uh, yeah, the the story itself is kind of like. Mm-hmm. I uh, see the Christian themes weren't really what bothered me. Like I, 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 I got it, and like I went with it because I accepted it in the realm of the movie itself. I was like, oh, fine, I'll suspend my disbelief long enough. the The thing that kind of bugged me was the super, super American themes, like the super yeah, patriotic kind yeah, of like, stuff. It yeah, was so patriotic, yeah. and I was like, eh. yeah. <laughs> It just, eh. But I, I, it was all right. I yeah. enjoyed it. Um, I really liked the boot camp sec, se- like segment. Yeah, that was that good was, too. That was the uh, the yeah. best segment, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, really gory, surprisingly yeah. gory. Yeah, it had some, it had some pretty yeah. hard to watch segments. Mm. In it. Uh, Mel Gibson has always done that. You know, he's like, kind of. The the thing that really weirded me out though is, um, I. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny, but there were sequences where people were getting shot that was like kind of funny. I don't know if it was supposed to be. It like was that. really like uh, it reminded me of when they did war scenes like forty, fifty years mm-hmm. ago. Like people reacted. I mean, the way people reacted, you know, flailing their bodies and stuff, mm-hmm. getting shot and stuff. You know, we've had so many war movies do that, and it looks so much more real. Mm-hmm. Like. Saving Private Ryan yeah. did almost twenty years ago, uh, so yeah, I, I can understand that. There, it does seem kind of it kind of takes you out of it. There were a couple parts where I was like, "This is n- way more movie than it is mm-hmm. real realism." You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely weird. It was, it was all right. Yeah. I don't think it should have been nominated for Film of the Year last year, but uh, yeah, it, it, it was it was still all right. Yeah. Uh, when there's ten nominees, I mean, yeah. yeah, and I mean, also Mel Gibson sits on the Academy, so I guess. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. he's one okay. of the voting members. Uh anyways, so, um, I rewatched Princess Mononoke. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always say I feel like that's a movie. Every time I watch it, I'm like, everybody needs to see this movie at least one mm-hmm. time. Um, it's just so crazy different because. Even if you don't like anime movies, that movie fucking rules. Yeah, it's so good. It's really, really good, and there's like so many great actors and actresses mm-hmm. in it, and um, the story's incredible. The, the story's really great, and the soundtrack's really great. I was, it was, I think it was the first movie I watched on my new 4K TV that I got last oh, week. Oh wow! And uh, did it look? Yeah, great? it looks great. Yeah. Uh, it and I mean, you know, that movie is literally just now 20 years old, mm-hmm. and the animation. Yeah, it holds up great. Um, it just goes to show that Hayao Miyazaki's like his his anime his animations it, it, it are are immortal. Like that was the last movie that they did uh, in that cell style. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Then then after that they um, they changed their animation to digital compositing. Yeah, yeah. and uh, which is astounding that that movie was done with yeah. cells. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, it still looks it still yeah. looks fantastic. Um, it's beautiful. It's really well. Uh, voice acted you know a lot of anime has very melodramatic mm-hmm. and this has almost none you know everything is reserved everything's very, very reserved. collected yeah. yeah um and everyone is just so cool with the world ending and mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense in this world and um it's just incredible i i kind of want to go and watch some more uh 
Studio Ghibli if movies. You, if you're interested in watching Studio Ghibli, my favorite Studio Ghibli movie is, other than Princess Mononoke, um, there's two, actually. It's a tie. Uh, well, okay, so my favorite one other than that is um, Laputa Castle in the Sky. Uh-huh. And Because it's really magical. Is it... Is that the Japanese title for it? Like, isn't it called like something Moving Castle? No, that's Howl's Moving Howl's Castle. Moving. Okay, yeah, sorry, they're, I was they're, they're different, different movies. One. Castle okay. in the Sky was much earlier. It was his third film, I think, and okay. I I love that movie. Okay. It's really, um, it's tr- it's delightfully magical. And my it's my favorite movie of his, other than Princess Mononoke. But one that I think you would really like is called Porco Rosso. You should check it out because it's it's about a um, a World War One era uh, pilot who is cursed and he turns into this pig man. So he's this pilot that is just like a pig dude, and it's set in between World War One and World War Two in the Mediterranean, which is like a really interesting time period in history because you had a lot of pilots that were trained during World War One that just didn't have anything to do. So a lot of them were like. A lot of them would be like carriers and stuff like that, and you have all of these like like Cabana Islands that were out mm-hmm. there that they would like stop at and hang out at and stuff. And it's man, it's really good. It's really interesting. It's a really interesting setup, and okay. it's just really like lighthearted and fun, okay. and just like has has a really interesting story. Um, highly recommend you check that one out. That one's really cool. Okay. Um, no, I love Studio Ghibli. I love all of those films. Um, I watch My Neighbor Totoro with my niece all the time. She loves it. <laughs> And I, I I love those films. Princess Mononoke, though, specifically, um, I think is one of the first movies that you show people whenever you're trying to convince them that animation isn't just for kids. Yeah. Um, because it's a very adult story. Yeah, when I watched that movie when I was younger, I watched that movie when I was probably 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds about right. Maybe younger, but... It, was really really scary yeah uh it's like um visuals are still really disturbing some of them can Mm -hmm. be and uh and the story yeah the story has no weight when you Mm -hmm. have no appreciation for the world you know being that young um i can totally agree with that. the thing that i love about that movie is the morality of it Mm -hmm. because no character in that movie it doesn't exist on a normal morality plane of like normal of most movies where you have a good guy and a bad guy. Yeah, everyone is just kind of gray. Gray. Yeah, and that's what I love about it because at first you think, oh, Lady Abosha, she or Lady Aboshi, she's clearly the the the, the villain mm-hmm. or whatever, and then you learn why she's out there hunting yeah. the wolves, and, and you stuff can't like that. hate anyone yeah. for what they're doing. Yeah, it's so good and it's so interesting, and I man, I I love love that movie. Mm-hmm. It's God, it's so good. Um, yeah, anyone who hasn't seen Princess Mononoke, a hundred percent, definitely go see that movie. Yeah. It's it's one of a kind. It's the more approachable Lord of the Rings of the anime mm-hmm. world. Exactly, I would, I would totally venture to say because um, Lord of the Rings, there's this deep, you know, lore, and the movies are like three hours long. Mm-hmm. Same with Star Wars. The, there's so many movies, and where do you start? And you know, uh. Princess Mononoke is none of that, but yeah. it's also like one of the most memorable uh, world and characters. I mean, people cosplay mm-hmm. as San like all the time. Yeah, I, he, I, yeah, I, I, and that's the thing is like it's also has 
a protagonist who's not just a blank slate, who's yeah. not just a boring slab yeah. of, of meat. He's like, he actually has motivations and character and, and growth in it. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. God, the movie's so good. I also watched uh, the first three or four episodes of The Punisher. Yeah, what'd you I think? liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot. Uh, first episode was actually way better than the next couple. Yeah, I, I the next I, couple I started that that, well. that arc that was uh, interesting, but uh, not really gripping. Mm-hmm. Um, I see where it's going, obviously, but uh, that first episode was great. Mm-hmm. I loved how it ended. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I said. It I loved how like, it started too. It has like a great payoff. Yeah, uh, and I want. I hope more episodes are like that mm-hmm. as the show goes on. Um, so I'll let you know. I'll probably watch it some more this weekend. Uh, it's good. Yeah, I. It's probably. It's pretty much what I expected to be. I. I like that. It's also a pretty. Uh, pretty firm stance on PTSD, mm-hmm. you know, uh, post-war suffering and yeah. all that kind of stuff. <coughs> yeah. There's a... I, I think that The Punisher, of all of the Marvel Netflix series, is one that could benefit from a um, a sort of villain of the week um, episodic nature like, rather than, yeah. like, an overarching story. Yeah. Um, because like more or less serial, yeah. You know, like uh, each episode is its own. Mm-hmm. It's like its own yeah. self-contained yeah, arc, yeah. and I think that like, it would benefit greatly from that because everyone just loves watching the Punisher murder people, like like murder bad dudes. And if you got that every episode, if you saw him just murder a a, a total like a total piece of shit, yeah. I actually got the vibe that the show was gonna be that the yeah, first so two I. episodes. I was like, oh, that's somewhat unfortunate mm-hmm. but I, I i'm still down you yeah know? i I, know, I think it would be i think it would benefit from that um but I, I don't know because there was a there was a marvel comic series the marvel punisher max series was was like that and um it i from what they were talking about as building up to the show it sounded like they were taking a lot of storylines from from that and there's some great issues in there. Mm-hmm. There's some great, like, just, like, two, three standalone self-contained arc issues in there. There's one where um, there's a serial killer going around killing taxicab drivers. So the Punisher um, gets a job as being driving a taxi, trying to find this dude. And it's just, it's it doesn't sound like a, like a really interesting story, but it, it has, like, just some really good character moments yeah. and just, like, good discussions and stuff. And, uh... Yeah, and it, like, that series is great. I would have loved to have seen them kind of take more cues from that, but I don't know. Also, I'm only three episodes in, so eh, yeah, uh, I guess I guess we have a little while. Yeah, we'll but, see. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so I wanted to. I'm sure people are sick of hearing this, but we've kind of uh, dodged this topic mm-hmm. uh, for the better part of this year. I really wanted to buckle down on this microtransaction talk. Yeah. Um, We've said plenty about it, but I, I feel like we haven't really focused too much on it. Um, and now it's such a big deal for people. Mm-hmm. And, like, anytime the word, you know, anytime a game is saying, now they mark it with or without the microtransactions. You know, now a game is like zero microtransactions, zero mm-hmm. pay to play or pay to win, and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just this selling point. You know, it's become this. Uh, it's become this flash word. Yeah. And uh, it's really interesting to me, and I kind of wanted to uh, plant our feet 
our flag in the ground, mm-hmm. as you could say, about uh, about this this topic. Um, it stems from Battlefront, yeah. Too really. Um, I mean, it started way before that. Uh, honestly, EA games were like some of the first to introduce the microtransactions uh, it, within full retail games. If yeah. you remember, uh, day one of Mass Effect Two. There was some some downloadable content that you could. People were really grab pissed for, off. Yeah, about they're that. really really At, mad about. In that. my opinion, rightfully so. Yeah. that's like a really shitty thing to do. Day yeah. one DLC is something I'd never agree. Yeah, with. Uh, they they really have just been taking hits mm-hmm. and L's ever since. <laughs> yeah, to uh, finally learn how to fucking do it. And mm-hmm. um, the problem is you you do it right, uh, and then. Everyone wants to capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, where I've been before is I, I've said in even some videos that we've done that uh, I think that they're okay, and I think that uh, developers really, really benefit from them, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of developers <laughs> really deserve that benefit, and they deserve that support for making this game tirelessly. A lot of people don't even, you know, a lot of people don't even think about the fact that. The last, like, few months before a game's release, like, developers work, like, factory hours. Yeah. You know, they work 14, 16-hour days, seven days a week just to make something happen. Mm -hmm. And then people sit in their fucking shitty office chairs on their shitty tiny little monitors, and they're slamming their greasy fucking mittens (laughs) at the keyboard, and they're complaining about something that, you know... You've got to sit and think about who you're affecting mm-hmm. when you're saying boycott games, you know, boycott AAA games and, and all this crazy shit, man. You should see Reddit. It's just like, it's just a fucking downward spiral. Yeah. It's like, it's like going to the zoo and all, all the animals are like about to die. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just really sad going there yeah. now because... People think collectively this certain way, and it's tragic—it's <clears throat> tragic to say the least. Um, because a lot of games do it, and they've done it right. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it, in a sense, it shouldn't be there in the first place. But uh, in another sense, it—it it helps people so much. So mm-hmm. I want to give some examples of games that do it right, but they probably shouldn't have had them in there. Yeah. So, like, Overwatch is the one everybody goes to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's all cosmetic stuff, and it's all skins and everything like that. Uh, you know, I've played a ton of Overwatch. Yeah. With, um, and we understand that. I actually hate Overwatch's loot boxes. Um, people stand up for it so, so much, but the fucking rate at which you earn shit, and then, like... You know, there's there's no way they can't tell the characters that you play as and then like kind of tip the odds in your mm-hmm. favor to get things for the players that you play as. Yeah. But I mean every single person, there's not one person who plays Overwatch that can't tell me that you get the skins and the voice lines for whatever for the characters that you play the least as the most often. Mm-hmm. Um and that's always it's just bugged me so so much i really i appreciate the fact that it's all cosmetic stuff i appreciate the fact that it's making the developers tons of money because this game's been in development it was in development for like seven years yeah um so clearly you know 
there's nobody that would argue that Blizzard is undeserving of the success mm-hmm. of Overwatch. Uh, but I, I really am not a fan of the microtransaction shit in there. Uh, I think that game could have thrived prosperously without them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really think anybody's even spending money on them, really. Yeah, neither do I. Um, so, I've talked to like, one person that, yeah. that has bought them. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I take that back. The holiday ones, whenever they come around, yeah, I everyone those... I know that people, every everyone I know that plays it a lot, they will buy those. And I, I, I do understand this idea that, um, you know, you spend a $60 game and you can play it, if you can play it and have fun with it every day for like two, three years, mm-hmm. uh, why not give them an extra 20, 30 bucks yeah, just exactly. and, and feel rewarded from it? I mean, that's totally, you, you are stealing from them at that yeah. point, but... Uh, yeah, it it's one of those things that I I appreciate I appreciate how uh, how collected they were about them and how not forceful they were about them. But I I'm not really crazy at which it's this it's the RNG the random number generator. Yeah. I, I I just really am not a fan of games that do that. So yeah. uh, like Halo Five caught a lot of flack when it came out because it had the cards that you can get the weapons. Um for a specific game type, mm-hmm. right? And so um, in a lot of people's argument was that it was pay to win, but see, you you get the cards for the, the weapons, whatever, and then when you play the game, the better you do, the higher tier it is to unlock said weapon. And, uh, you only get, they're a one-time use thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, unless you're stocking them up, I, I don't really, I've never played a match and somebody had like, and trust me, I have like 130 hours in Halo 5, <laughs> so I've never played a match where somebody had all this dope gear, you know, and mm-hmm. they just blew me away, and I was like, fuck, I need to spend money. Um, I did, however, pay for a $60 game, and it came with a single-player campaign, it came with a extensive multiplayer mode, and they updated it every month for a year with new maps and modes and everything, and now it's just like... Now it's a you can find it for fifteen dollars most places. So mm-hmm. I'm the same way as a lot of people are with Overwatch. I've every now and then uh, when there was the hurricane, all these hurricanes, they had a card pack for hurricane relief, and like almost all of it went to that's cool donating for hurricane relief. So I bought a, you know it's something like that every now and then. Um, I'll pay the occasional three dollars for mm-hmm. whatever, um, and so. I'm sorry I'm rambling about no, this, yeah. but uh, I, the point I'm trying to make here is that um, I, I'm kind of on the side with a lot of gamers that I really wish that they weren't a thing. We've talked before mm-hmm. how, about how it really sours the conversation about a game yeah. when you're like, oh, how's this? And you're like, oh, it's okay. Then the microtransactions, and then you just hear that word, and you're like, well, fuck. You know, mm-hmm. let me... Let me try and wrap my head around this entire system that was crafted just to make the developers money. Yeah. You know? Um, it, it puts a damper on any conversation about it. And uh, the problem with it is that games and companies take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And they take advantage of you for it. And uh, now let me give you uh, some lists of ones that should not exist. Yeah. But they do. Um, every EA Sports game 
oh, has an ridiculous. extensive yeah. microtransaction quote unquote card system, and it made them three billion dollars last year. That's so much money. Yeah, uh, and what? just the microtransactions okay. did, not the game sales. That's insane. Mini rant here. Why do people buy sports games? I don't know why they buy them every year. I, I really do think that we're on the verge of a big fallout with the sports yeah. games. They, like, they just need to make a... They need to spend three years making like a beautiful... EA Sports has access to the Frostbite engine. They made all of their sports games this year in the Frostbite engine, and they look like fucking trash. Yeah. And so like spend, some, spend a year or two like really utilizing that engine and then just make a fucking games of service game. Yeah, I don't, And every year add one it. of those shitty little sports story campaigns mm-hmm. that they're putting in them now and then change the teams around, you know, just have like a yearly update. Like yeah. FIFA 19, here's the new update. And, you know, people could, you know, you could do a small subscription service, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, I sure as fuck wouldn't pay for that. Yes, some people probably exactly. would. You could do like a yearly expansion, $30, and then here's a brand new everything, you know? Here's updates and all of this. Just make it a games a service, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, $60 every year, and sure as shit, people are buying them every year. Um, I mean, obviously, insane. they would never, they will never do that because that's how EA makes a majority. Right, they're they making all their so money, from, money that, but, from that, but... Um, they have to know that their time is fleeting with that, and that's yeah. why they implemented the exactly. microtransactions. I, just, I don't understand. Because it. the people who are still like clamoring to play that every year are the same ones who are buying the microtransactions and the cards and mm-hmm. all that. Um, another one that's not a huge, uh, as huge of a deal, but it still really rubs me the wrong way as uh, um, this whole experience kind of has the last few months is Destiny 2 has some really weird ones. Yeah. You, uh, you can pay money... And you can buy the bright ingrams, and the bright ingrams are, um, like, largely, um, if we're talking like ratio here, they're mm-hmm. largely cosmetic things, like uh, ornaments for your guns, like different skins for your guns, and uh, different ships, and uh, different speeders that you ride, and they're, it's all that's all cosmetic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also some gear that you can get in there too, like some some armor. And everybody yeah. who plays Destiny knows that every piece of armor has a different mm-hmm. uh, skill and everything. Now you've got to hope that the game is well balanced enough that there's no mm-hmm. improvement on uh, getting this this gear. But why does this game that has you pay sixty dollars for the base game? Yeah. Um, there is no local multiplayer. Anybody you play with has to own a copy of Destiny. Um, this is the people who made Halo, the king of split-screen games. So you, everyone you know who you want to play with has to buy the $60 game, okay? And then just this week, the new expansion came out. Mm-hmm. And I, for one, got pretty burnt out on Destiny pretty fast. Uh, it really... Uh, Destiny 2, sorry. Yeah. It, um, everyone went through the honeymoon phase where it's it was changed so much that it was so fun at first. And then it did... It was the reverse of what Destiny 1 was where the, you, in Destiny 1, everything fun was in the 100-hour the mark, mm-hmm. you know? And this, it's like the first 30 hours are just pure bliss, you know? And then the cracks start to show. Yeah. And this is a game that um, 
it appealed to the people. It appealed to new audiences, but new audiences aren't the reason why Destiny mm-hmm. did so well over the years. Okay, so um, I was not so burned out that I was like, "Fuck this fucking game," you know. Yeah. I got, I got, I don't know, forty hours in this game for a sixty dollar price. Whatever. I'm not gonna complain. Um, now. Two months later, the the PC version of Destiny 2 has only been out for less than a month and a half, mind you. Um, there's a new expansion. A $20 expansion. The first one was 30 and it was like complete fucking garbage and it's not <laughs> worth that. Yeah, but, uh, I, I, I've heard. The, uh, the first, this expansion was $20 um, and it's also pretty bad. The campaign's hot dog shit. Um it adds almost nothing in terms of like how much you progress, like a few levels that you can go higher and, um, and then it made it to where it's a lot harder to raise your gear to where your base level increases. So whatever that padding's about. Um, but the hard modes in this game are now locked out to people who don't have the expansion because the level caps increased. So people who want to play the raid, the Destiny 1 raid that came out week one, mm-hmm. the people who want to play the hard mode of the raid have to buy the expansion to be able to play that. Um, and it really, really pisses me off. Yeah. Because they have the microtransactions and they have the $30 expansion packs. That is so much money. They are making too much money mm-hmm. for that stuff. And for something that is not deserved. That is not that is not content that you earn people to pay that much for. It's just nah, man, frustrating. How are they going to support that 10 years of destiny? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and I'm almost kind of wishing it was over and we could find something new. Yeah, and that I bungee... Fuck destiny. It's, it's so disappointing when you play this hour and like 15 minute long campaign for this, this expansion. And you think like... There's so many moments where I was like, this is the company, granted not a lot of them, the same are still there, but this is the company that made Halo 2 and 3 and Reach and these incredible single-player stories and this fully fleshed-out multiplayer and everything. And then the best thing that I look forward to about Destiny is, like, cool-looking armor and weapons, you Mm -hmm. know? It's a shame. Um, So here's the thing to me about this is... Uh, microtransactions are in the place of expansion packs most of the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, games like Halo and Overwatch, everything they add to this game, they're free. You're not paying for maps, and your friends who you play with aren't out of yeah. the picture, and they're not, you know... Because I played Destiny 2 with my brother, and I got the expansion, and my brother didn't get the expansion, and now we can't play Destiny 2 anymore. That's pretty mu- I mean, pretty much. It's, real, it's unbelievable. Uh, that's the stuff to get mad about. And mm-hmm. that, to me, is like a total... The internet needs to be up in arms about that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. That gating off kind of shit. Um, because Star Wars Battlefront 2 has yeah, it. I was, I was going to ask what your thoughts were on Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, it has it, and it's... In many ways could be pay to win. I mean, not now that the game is out mm-hmm. uh, and and people did what they did and made the game what it becomes uh, in the future, but it... Now, I mean, you know, now they're adding everything free. Next week, there's a Last Jedi DLC, so there's, like, a new mode. There's a map. 
There's the vehicles from like the trailers. I mean, like the it looks just like the fucking trailer for the movie. The hmm. the ships with the red smoke flying behind them, like you're gonna fly around as those. And that's kind of cool. uh, and they added Finn and Captain Phasma. That's uh, tight. So <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, for free, and that's everything's cool. gonna be for free. So I'm not I'm not really mad that they. A lot of people say the story is a really bad cliffhanger, and that there's not a lot of. Uh, um, I guess the multiplayer is pretty fleshed out for most people, like in terms of maps and uh, modes and everything like that. But More so than the first one, at least. I exactly, think. yeah. Um, so I, I don't really think there's an argument for lack of content there, like there was with the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just these microtransactions sucked so hard, they had to know. Yeah. And they, uh, they suffered for it. Clearly, what were the numbers on it? Because I, I they're not. I I know they're not going to yeah. say. But Battlefront Two is half off on the Xbox Marketplace right now. Oh, uh, so and they even hit it at the very bottom of their sell hmm. list. So I think um, Xbox wanted to do it, and EA probably didn't. I would imagine. That's yeah, what, what that's what happened there. So um, the problem here is that people voted with their wallet with Battlefront Two. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it made everybody take a good hard look at what microtransactions are. I think gamers do not understand that they just opened the door for raising the prices of a base video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I We've talked before at nauseum yeah. that I'm okay with this. Sorry. I think I think most people should be okay with that. Uh, but I prefer, even if it sours everything, I prefer the weird... Overwatch microtransactions mm-hmm. because I personally prefer to play a game I can spend $40, $60 on and they, they're they adding shit. I mean, like, even if it's a, a lesser mm-hmm. of a game, you know, that was the problem with Halo, Halo 5, was that the campaign was shorter, there weren't as many modes that the, as there were in other, other games, and like, dude, you want your game to look as good as games can now? You want your, you want all these systems at play. You want all this progression stuff. You have to understand that it costs millions more dollars to make a game at that tier, mm-hmm. you know. And how the fuck are they going to earn it back so they can make more games yeah, and exactly. do better? Uh, I think the microtransactions. I think we're in a good spot, and I really hope that this is just a learning lesson for mm-hmm. companies that want to uh, to add too much pay to win because most reviewers said that the system is straight up a mobile game. Yeah. In Battlefront 2. That, uh, and that's despicable. Yeah, that's obviously. fucking stupid. Um, so, we'll see. <clears throat> we'll see how that goes. Um, it I, sucks because I really wanted to play Battlefront 2. I yeah. was really looking forward to it. And then they came out with all of that stuff and I was like, I, I, I made a stance. I was like, I'm not... I'm not going to buy it because right. I don't want to support that. I, I refuse to buy it at full mm-hmm. price. Now, I'll probably get it yeah, at some point yeah, and I try it too. out. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, once it goes on sale, I'll buy it. But I'm yeah. not spending $60 nope. on that. Like, nope. Fuck that. Yeah, so if you're like us, um, if you hear this, today, tomorrow, I think through Sunday, Xbox is selling Battlefront 2 for half off right now. Which is cool. So, but... That's pretty cool. Uh, especially if you're like me, I'm dying for something going on to 
hold me over for one week until we see The Last Jedi. Yeah. Like, it's killing me. Same. <laughs> it's fucking killing me inside. I actually watched... I forgot to mention that I watched The Force Awakens, but I don't really have much yeah. Much to say about it. We it's, talked about it a little bit yeah. on, on Twitter. Um, yeah. I'm... I am... Gen- oh, God damn it. Sorry. Um, I am so, so excited for The Last Jedi, because... We actually, a little sidebar, my friend uh, Sam is getting married and we are doing his bachelor party next Saturday. And um, Sam, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but uh, Sam's really boring. Uh-huh. So he doesn't want to do this typical, the typical bachelor party of going to a bar and, you know, the, the, the getting drunk and going to a strip club and stuff like that because he doesn't like going out. So what we're going to do is we're going to go get a nice dinner. Then we're going to go see The Last Jedi. Then we're going to go to an arcade. Okay. And I'm like, that sounds like a cool. That sounds like a cool bachelor party. But I'm bringing a flask and I'm getting really drunk. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds fine. Yeah, it sounds. Fine. I wouldn't want fine, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited. So turn your phone off. I'm going to. I was gonna say when the the Force Awakens came out, I didn't get on Facebook or anything for two days because I had to see it on a Saturday and I I didn't use anything the yeah. whole time. I'm not. I'm not going to get on any form of social media. I'm not going to check reviews. I'm not going to do so anything until Saturday. It's so weird that we have to worry about that. Yeah, I know. It's so weird that people can... They can't just not be cringy and make mm. a joke about it. I will say, though, that I had pretty good luck with The Force Awakens about not seeing spoilers. Right after I saw the movie, I pulled up Facebook and Twitter and I would see like uh, the memes of Scroll Down... Han Solo dies, <laughs> and I was just like, "People are so fucking weird." Yeah, that's that's really dumb. It just gets people off, and it blows my mind that it does. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, regardless, it doesn't really bother me to have mm-hmm. to turn my phone off, but I'm going to not use my phone, at least any social media, for uh, just the afternoon. I actually pre-ordered tickets for Friday, so oh sweet. Yeah, um, man. I'm God. It comes yeah. out in a week, and I'm li- yeah. I literally. So I'm really sad because I think, I kind of feel like this is the most excited I'll be for a Star Wars movie for a long time. Same. Because Nick, I'm not excited for Han Solo next year. I don't really care about that. And then the year after that is the J.J. Abrams, the last one in the series. And like, um, I'm really, you know, The Force Awakens is good. Mm. I would argue to say it's great, but it's very, very campy and it's Mm. very, very predictable. For the most part, other than Han, this Han Solo part, I would yeah. say uh, I would say it's a very predictable movie. Yeah, it is literally beat for beat a New Hope. Yeah, but um, I digress. I think if the Last Jedi is great, I I will do what I did with Blade Runner, and I worry like, can this be topped? Mm-hmm. Can it be better than this? Are we back to square one? You know, where everything after this is. I mean, is it going to be Return of the Jedi compared to Empire Strikes Back? The, admittedly, I do love Return of the Jedi. I think oh, Return okay. of the Jedi is probably my third favorite Star okay. Wars movie. I love that movie. I think Cut it's out. a good movie. I think it's a good Star Wars movie. I think in comparison and in follow-up to Empire Strikes Back, I think it is uh, not very good. I don't like the... I like it better than the than the original Star Wars. I like that. I like Return of the Jedi better than Episode. That's 4. a fair argument. Um, but I think that the Ewok stuff could be cut out, like completely. Uh-huh. I don't like that storyline. 
Um, I generally kind of just space out whenever that storyline is on. I love the Jabba's Palace introduction section. I thought that was that was great. Um, the getting Hans, breaking Hansel out of Jabba's Palace is really cool. Um, and I absolutely adore every moment with Luke Skywalker and Vader in that movie. I think that has the best Vader Luke Skywalker moments of any of the Star Wars movie. Uh, any of the Star Wars movies. Like, the final lightsaber fight in Return of the Jedi is my favorite lightsaber fight in the entirety it's of the It's definitely one of the most famous ones. And it's, it is, um, it's so filled, it's because it's not like great, the choreography isn't really great, but it's filled to the brim with emotion. And that's what I, I love about it. Um, and it, I, I, I love Return of the Jedi. I love the the space battles in it. Like it has everything that I think makes a Star Wars movie great, except the Ewoks. I'm not huge on the adorable as they are. I'm not huge as the I'm not huge on the Ewok thing. Um, yeah. Did you ever watch the solo the Ewok solo movies? Like Ewok <laughs> no. Oh my no. god. You should you should find them. I think they're on YouTube. Okay. Like the full movies are on YouTube because no one cares. <laughs> uh, you should watch them because they're just bonkers. They're so bad. And, like, astoundingly bad. Um, yeah. Um, so, kind of dialing it back mm-hmm. a little bit here. Uh, I, I'm just not... I, I get the vibe that um, this new trilogy will end kind of expected, mm-hmm. really. Um, and I, I, I worry about that. And so I'm not nearly as excited as I am for The Last Jedi. I'm debatably more excited for The Last Jedi than I was for The Force Awakens. And like, Yeah, I am too. And that's crazy because The Force Awakens was our first Star Wars movie mm-hmm. in like... A decade. Yeah, almost. over a yeah. decade. And I, I'm, I'm very excited for The Last Jedi because I love Ryan Johnson. Yeah. I think it has the makings to be the... I love all the promotional material for it. Um... I love how we haven't seen really any. We haven't seen a lot of the movie, and I think that's something that the movie's going to benefit greatly from because we haven't seen a lot from what the story is going to be in it. Um, I love, yeah, no, I love all the promotional material. I love uh, Ryan Johnson. I love these new characters, and I I love Luke Skywalker, and I can't wait to see what happens. So, anyways. How do we get from microtransactions to? <laughs> yeah, well, Star Wars, Last Jedi. Yeah, uh, that I think people will forgive us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, my stance stays the same. Just mm-hmm. uh, bite your tongue if they're unless they're a really huge deal. Yeah, you know, I mean, you don't really know, you don't really understand what they're doing for people, even if they seem kind of sketchy. Uh, it costs, like. On average, fifty to seventy-five million more dollars to make a game now than it did in like the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty mm-hmm. era. Era, so I, I, you know, you just got to understand. One game that I I think it's not really microtransactions, um, not so much. I liked how Final Fantasy Fifteen approached it because they had like actual real DLC and it was reasonably priced. Yeah, and like it was story content. And they're also adding free shit. Yeah, too. and they add a bunch of free stuff. I think that's the thing is you need a healthy balance of both. Mm-hmm. If you add like, if you have free stuff, like free DLC, but mm-hmm. you also have paid DLC, uh, 
I think that that softens people up to the idea a lot. Yeah, and also Final Fantasy fifteen clearly sold enough copies to mm-hmm. um, earn them profit, so they didn't feel the need to like really push for anything. Exactly. Have you played the multiplayer on there yet? Mm-mm. Uh, neither have I. I was going to. I have a couple of friends who are interested in playing it, so I'm. I'm was probably gonna. I'm waiting until I get my hands on the Ignis episode. Yeah, to probably, same. probably do same. that. Uh, I want to play yeah. through all of the end of it because I still haven't played through any of them. You um, could probably do it in an afternoon. They're short, yeah, especially I, the Gladio one. I'm really excited because like, uh, that's still one of my favorite games that I own. Yeah. Uh, God, love that game. It's so fantastic. It's yeah, so good. <laughs> so now that we're talking about games, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I am really excited because Ignis is my favorite mm-hmm. out of the group. Um, Gladio is still my favorite, but I, his episode's really fun, and I, it's like super, just all it's exactly what you expect it to be. Just lots of grunting and yeah. fighting <laughs> and yelling. Um, the Prompto one is good, but it's very different. Mm-hmm. It's very flashy. It almost kind of like a Devil May Cry game. Uh, I'm okay with it's that. It's very shooty. You know, you're yeah. like flying around and shooting and stuff. Um, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it was cool. And it was only like hour and a half, you know, mm-hmm. just like the Gladio one. I feel like the Ignis one is lengthy because it is uh, several months, six months after Prompto's mm-hmm. episode came out. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, I played a little bit more of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. One, Kingdom Hearts 1. By the way, last week Aaron mentioned that he had... Yeah, I forgot. I, I yeah. only brought that up last week, but... Uh, Kingdom Hearts was the only Black Friday deal that I was like, all right, fine, I'll start Kingdom Hearts. It's twenty dollars, so I said, all the, there's like five Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts games in there, so I better there's, hope I like Kingdom Hearts. There's a lot of content <laughs> in there, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that, for that's a great deal. Yeah. Obviously, you get five games yeah. for that. Yeah. That's, now am I gonna great. play them all? No. I don't. Yeah. There's really no reason to play all of them, yeah. but like I said last week, I do recommend that you play. Um, uh, Chain of Memories because it is really interesting and they completely reformatted it because Chain of Memories was originally um, a Game Boy Advance game but they completely redid it for the the HD re-release so it's it it's way different and mm-hmm. it's really cool okay yeah I highly recommend you you, you play that one um, yeah you played a little bit more what thoughts on it so um, far I put about s- seven hours in. In it right okay. now, I beat the first chunk of areas, um, and now I'm I'm in um, Aladdin's oh. place. Aladdin's world, in my opinion, is kind of a drag. Well, I <laughs> almost gave up when I was playing the um, the Tarzan level. The Tarzan level is not great because that level is really fucking bad, and yeah. that boss fight especially <clears throat> was really terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I really like the story, mm-hmm. and it's a good thing that it's good enough to keep me there, because it's how you are with Knights of the Old Republic. It's just such an old game, and it's aged so not that great <laughs> that um, I I kind of hate playing it. I look really forward to every time there's a break and there's cutscenes, mm-hmm. because it makes me like nostalgic, and I never even played this game when yeah. I was younger, you know? Um, so... I really like what it is, and I feel like Kingdom Hearts 2 is much more playable. Kingdom Hearts 2 has incredible combat. Yeah. I still I still stand by Kingdom Hearts 2 as, like, some of the most fluid combat of any game I've yeah. ever played. I, really, I feel really like, like it's, it. I, it might get to the point where I give up, because I know that this is a long fucking game. It's not as long as you'd think. Um, and as I said, the combat gets 
so much better because as you level up, you start to unlock things. Have you beat the Coliseum yet? Have you yeah. Gone to, okay, so you, you saw Cloud and everything, yeah. which I think he looks really cool yeah. in the Kingdom Hearts. I like how he looks. Yeah. Um, go through and just play through the Coliseum uh-huh. and just level up and just grind. Okay. It sounds like a, it sounds like a chore, but um, once you start grinding, you unlock different abilities that you can use with your AP, and it makes things so much easier. Okay. Once you get the ability to uh, move towards an enemy with an attack, um, the game becomes a lot easier. Like sliding? Like sliding. Yeah. yeah. I, that's like one of the first abilities mm-hmm. I got. It's, it um, becomes a lot easier with the combat, and from there it opens up yeah. and becomes really good. Uh, eventually. It, it, it doesn't start out. I think it it definitely could have benefited from just not having shitty combat to begin with that you have to work to it being good mm-hmm. and it just being good from the start, but whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I love the story and I love the characters and I'm, I'm really interested to see where it goes for Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, especially because Kingdom Hearts 3 looks fucking incredible as mm-hmm. of right now. Yeah, but, it does. Yeah. Um, Oh, lastly, all I really want to talk about was um, Game Awards stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you you probably didn't watch it. Last no, night. I saw that Breath of the Wild was yeah, named obviously Duh. yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't really surprised. Um, I can't really say that I disagree with that either because no, I'm still playing. Breath it's of still the Wild. yeah, it's still probably one of the best games I've ever played. But mm-hmm. uh, no, I was actually more interested in talking about the the announcements. From it, I haven't seen any. Um, there was a pretty much ten-second teaser from From Software, uh, seemingly teasing a new Bloodborne game. Ooh. But there was, I don't. It's like I, I made the connection, but I don't really know how I made the connection. That it okay, was. it's very, very vague. Like you have no fucking idea other than there's like this one sentence that shows up on screen, and you're like, I think I know. So, um, yeah, uh, I, they, they're saying it's so far away, like 2019, and I'm just, like, so surprised because From Software said at E3, before E3, they're working on, like, three different games. Mm-hmm. Well, you have... Code Vein Code is Vane. coming up this I'm year. I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really excited Code for Vane. Code Vein. It looks really cool. Uh, and they're also working on the Shadow of the Colossus remake. Oh, really? Yeah, they're the ones that are, they're working on that maybe that's all it is then and then Bloodborne maybe I guess Blood, so. I mean Bloodborne next year or 2019 but yeah um Sea of Thieves is coming out March thir- 20th if I, they finally announced a release date Man, for Sea I'm, of Thieves I don't know I'm thinking about getting an Xbox just yeah. so I can play Sea of Thieves I, I am way way excited for that um, it, looks, it looks really fun it looks like, so funny it just really, looks so yeah. goofy and uh yeah just silly having a good time it's like one of the few games that I'm going to see. I hope there are so many people who want to play that game with mm-hmm. me because I just cannot wait. Fuck if if I get if I end up getting an Xbox and playing it, I'll fucking play it with yeah, you. Yeah, I hope to play it. I know of at least a couple people that will probably get it, but um, I just want everyone. I feel mm-hmm. like everybody's gonna have to play that game. It's gonna be so fun. Yeah. Um, let's see. They announced a new Soul Calibur game. Whoa! Yeah, really? Soul Calibur Six uh, from the from some people who made Tekken. 
Oh. Yeah, yeah, it looks just like Tekken. Tight. Yeah, it's like the same engine and everything. That's and, um, Have you played Tekken 7? Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of people say it's really good. I know you're not really a fighting game fan, yeah. but in my opinion, it's the best fighting game of the year. Hands down. It's better Injustice than Injustice. won the best fighting game of the year. It's better than Injustice, and I love Injustice 2. I thought Injustice 2 was really fun. I still play Injustice 2 every once in a while, and I watch the World, the world Tournament on TBS, which there were some incredible fights with the, 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 the finals there, but... Um, I still stand by Tekken as being the best fighting game of the year, and I'm not a Tekken fan. I never have been, but I Tekken Seven's really fluid and it's really good. And it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I like how they just kind of go with it being so crazy and out there, cause like, one Akuma from Street Fighter is one of the characters in it. Mm-hmm. Two, there's two different bears that you can play in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, actual bears that are, that are characters. Yeah. There's a panda, and there's a grizzly bear. And people just kind of go with it. And I'm like, uh, okay. It's it's bonkers. And I, I like how crazy, and, and it's really Japanese, too. Like, really Japanese-y. And I'm like, uh, I, I like this. But it's it's really fluid and, and, and solid. But it doesn't surprise me that Injustice 2 won. Because yeah. Injustice 2 is a huge game. Yeah. Immensely popular. Um, so yeah. the, the biggest thing that I, I thought was worth talking about is, uh, this death stranding trailer. Um, I, don't I think, haven't seen it. Yeah. Yet. Well, is almost eight minutes long is a Whoa. really, really lengthy trailer. I mean, it was still bonkers. Like the last couple were, but, uh, it's just a, showing a little bit more, you mm-hmm. know, just giving away a little bit more about what the game's going to, be like even though you still have no fucking idea yeah. about what the game is like but you're um i you know obviously i couldn't even describe it to you other than, <laughs> other than the fact that uh it's it's focused on norman reedus this time mm-hmm. and um the equipment that they're using is uh, a large sign of what's to come that and um it was actually a very creepy trailer that's the thing is like everyone's saying that it's it's going to be an action game yeah, but it, it looks creepy yeah. like all the material for it is insanely creepy yeah. and stuff so this I, was the creepiest one by far um and i'm gonna have to watch that yeah i haven't checked out any okay no i take it back i saw one thing from it because i was i was just scrolling through youtube last night and i saw um someone played the doom playlist or like like the songs from doom there like that like a live band played the song that was doom. last year oh that was that yeah, last year yeah. oh shit okay yeah. I guess that was last year. Mick Gordon, who recorded it uh, at the Game Awards, he played a song from it, and he actually got members from like Periphery to Yeah, <laughs> I saw them. it, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> yeah. that's, it was really cool. Yeah. I was like, this is really badass, yeah. but yeah. Uh, uh, this year they had like a full orchestra oh. playing all the music, and it was very cool. That it is was cool. Very, very well done, and it was a lot more um, uh, classy, I guess you could say. It was a lot classier of, a, of an okay. event. It was three hours long. The Game Awards was three hours long. Um, it was way too long. Um, Who won Best Indie Title? Uh, Cuphead. Oh. Cuphead did. Yeah. Figures. Yeah. <laughs> That's upsetting because there's been some really good indie Yeah, there were. Night in the, the Woods got nominated for that too. Hell yeah. Did, yeah, um, speaking of, the DLC for Night in the Woods uh, getting ready to be released and I'm gonna, that's what I'm gonna play this mm-hmm. week is the DLC. Um, man, you need to play Night yeah. <laughs> You really need to play Night in the Woods. It's um, really good. <laughs> Games for Impact, Hellblade won 
that. Cool. Which was very cool. Um, and also best performance, the woman who uh, was in Hellblade. Hell yeah. One that she awesome. showed up and accepted the award in her mocap suit. That was uh, really was cool. Very, very cool. And Andy Serkis uh, gave that award oh, out. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. Um, it was really, really cool. That was probably my favorite moment of the whole show because she... Um, she is not an actress. She's like a video editor for that mm-hmm. studio, and they just got her to play that part. And that, then she—that's—that's that's probably the most impressive. It's just insane. Game. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it deserves all the attention that it got. It is a game that is very difficult to recommend to someone, but I also feel like everybody should play it. I still need to play it. I um, think I would, I would really like it. You so. would like it. Uh, I, you would probably be in the same boat as me. I feel like you'll play it once and never touch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an unforgettable experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's forty dollars. No, uh, thirty. Thirty. The base uh, price was thirty, and you I'm could probably to... find it cheaper. I might just buy that this week. Yeah, and play that you as should. Well. I mean, and it's still like an eight or nine hour game, depending on. That's cool. Yeah, that's it, actually that's it's a... pretty lengthy yeah. for the price. That's yeah, a good price. Yeah, um, especially <laughs> if you want to go and you and find everything that there is to find. Mm-hmm. You could you could make that a eight to ten hour game. I think I beat yeah. it in six. And I didn't okay. find everything there was to find, and I didn't really try too hard. Mm-hmm. And I got really good at the combat really fast. The combat's the worst part, but... I still need... There's a lot of games I need to play. Yeah. I still need to play Neo. Yeah, I still, you still need to play Wolfenstein. Yeah, I still need to play Wolfenstein. Most importantly, you need to play Wolfenstein. going to buy Wolfenstein it's, today. Yeah, it's uh, half off on the game with the oh, Game Awards fuck. sale again. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I'll, it's I half was wanting off. to buy it for my Switch. Because I, I yeah. want to kill Nazis. It's just going to look like fucking utter dog shit on your <laughs> Switch, man. It's like one of those things that it's really cool that Bethesda's bringing games mm-hmm. to Switch. People need to play first-person games. People need to play Doom and Wolfenstein yeah. anywhere they can play it. But uh, if, um, if you're like me and you have the option to play it and it's a good-looking game, you should because it will, especially with how cinematic Wolfenstein mm-hmm. is, Doom's kind of a different yeah, story. Yeah, I was going to say, I might just end up getting Doom. On yeah, Doom's a different said. story, even though Doom looks like a PS2 game on the Switch. <laughs> uh, why does it... Why? Um, this, there's a lot of games that have like really good well, you know, graphics on the Switch. Doom has... Uh, Hella dynamic resolution. Okay. Um, and it was probably a combination of a bad port plus mm. um, the fact that the game was um, made to be played at the max settings on a PC. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. what... And, like, you know, the game had issues on consoles running at 60 frames per second. There was, like screen tearing and and shit like that uh there i actually felt like i genuinely felt like if i played doom a lot longer it would have fucked up my tv Hmm. to be completely honest there's a lot of screen tearing and it like fucked with the audio really bad because the sound effects were just so top notch yeah um i thought it was gonna fuck up my tv (laughs) like the the way certain guns gave effects on the tv it was just like tearing my screen to fucking part so breaking that shit down to be mm-hmm. playable on this like native 720p console, <laughs> uh, I think they just had a hard time making that look that, okay. that good, and I don't think it runs at 60 frames per second mm-hmm. either. Yeah. I might just end up getting on PS4 and it's, just playing it's, Stardew yeah, Valley. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, it's just it's just not the kind of game you really want to play on your handheld. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have any other option, you should totally play it. Yeah. Uh, and same with Wolfenstein. Yeah, uh, if there's any of those games that you're going to play, I, I would highly recommend Wolfenstein because 
just like Hellblade, it's hard to recommend Wolfenstein at $60, but mm-hmm. $30, you have to play that game. Yeah. Um, a random tidbit, Wolfenstein was the best-selling, uh, I think best-selling digital game on Black Friday. That's cool. Which is really, really cool. That's cool. <laughs> um, it might have been the best-selling overall game on Black Friday because it was fucking half off. Uh, and the game was like a few weeks old at that point. So I just cannot recommend that game enough. I, I want you to play it so bad so we can talk about how fucking batshit crazy that story is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what else were you saying you wanted to try? Um, oh, uh, so I'm going to be getting Neo. Redwoods and Neo. Neo, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Neo. You'll it's... play Neo at a great time because Neo, uh, will lead you into Code Vein mm-hmm. and you won't have to wait. Cause I'm like dying for a game, yeah. like a Souls kind of game to play. And... That's the thing is like the Souls type games, they're, they're. They're like a drug. They really are. And, Cause you and I go, I go so long without it, and I'm like, I really fucking need something mm-hmm. like that, man. I just need it. Cause they're <laughs> they're so hard, but they're so satisfying yeah. too. That's the thing is like they're that crazy satisfying. Yeah, that fucking dopamine when you beat like yeah. a boss and you get to the next place, like it's just unparalleled. <laughs> yep. Uh, and Neo has got the perk that it's just like a Souls game debatably more fun than most Souls mm-hmm. games. And it's also so much like Ninja Gaiden. Man, I love Ninja Gaiden too, <laughs> and, so that's the thing. And you just get all these awesome Ninja Gaiden vibes when you play it too. But it's so not a Ninja Gaiden game at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fantastic. And This, this it, has been like a crazy great year for like games and movies and TV. I was, like. I was thinking last night because I'm getting ready. I think in a week or two I'm going to do my game of the year mm-hmm. with Connor. And, uh, man, I have to do so many honorable mentions. Yeah. Because so much shit happened. And I would argue that this was like a fantastic year but not the best year for games ever. A lot of people are like, this is the best year gaming's ever had. I would argued that's not the case but um it was fantastic and there were just so many games mm-hmm. and it flew under a lot of people's radar i feel like as of right now what's your what's your game of the year probably wolfenstein 2 uh for the simple fact that i i play games for i've always loved games for the story more than mm-hmm. anything else and wolfenstein 2 had the best story i played all year long uh it's not the best playing game breath of the wild is the best playing one of the best playing games I've ever played in my entire life. Yeah, uh, you could go back in twelve years, whatever the fuck games are in twelve years. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild would still be a fantastic, fun game to play for the first time. Though I, the DLCs released releasing for the Breath Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it released the, last night. The last night. <laughs> I have, I, I want to play it because yeah. they have, they finally released like a giant dungeon for it. Yeah, and I'm like, I really want to. Yeah, really want that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I would say. Uh, if it weren't for the fact that Wolfenstein 2's story was so fantastic for me, mm-hmm. uh, it would easily be Breath of the Wild. Um, and if there weren't so many great games, I would put Mario right behind it. But Mario was just uh, so fast for mm-hmm. me. Like, I, I feel like you're the same way, but like I just fucking blasted through that yeah, game I in a week. And, then, and I just... It was weird because I felt like it could have greatly benefited from being the same structure as like sunshine mm-hmm. like a, a great big level and then it's just changed a little bit each time and there's like this whole journey to get one star you mm-hmm. know when instead and like if you're getting good at the game which like two levels in you you know what you're doing yeah 
you're getting moons like every 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Though I will say, Odyssey, the game, I still stand by the fact that the game really starts once you've beaten it. Like, yeah. the, the post-game is where it's at. Because, like, the post-game is a lot of fun. It you're is. just running around and getting, like... It's just stuff. unfortunate that there's not new mm-hmm. levels within it, yeah. it. changes them, and it makes it to where it's a fun game. You can put 30, 40 hours in that yeah. game, really. But uh, there's just nothing like... Um, they're just not as memorable mm-hmm. to me as, like, the Sunshine levels were, you know? Yeah, the Sunshine exactly. levels were so distinct, and they each had their own little story. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that was so I don't much know cooler. If any Mario game will ever be able to top Sunshine. I feel like I just, not. I, I just I really they Sunshine. really need to just put Sunshine for sale on the yeah the marketplace. I would love to see a sequel to Sunshine. Me too. Super Mario Sunshine too. I think that would be that would be a great game. I think people enough time has passed that people fucking love that game now. Mm-hmm. It's not so hated like it was at the time. It's so weird that it was hated. I don't know why yeah, it was it's hated. Like one of the, like, it's it in it, my top five best games of all time. And it's like. It yeah. didn't look bad. It still looks great. Still looks like, incredible. Yeah. Fifteen years later, <laughs> which is crazy. Fifteen-year-old game. Is like still the water fantastic. is still. It it mm-hmm. feels like you're playing a vacation. Yeah. Like that's the thing is like when you play it, it feels like you're playing a vacation. I still stand by that. A lot of the games that were hated originally on the GameCube are have stood the test of time. Yeah, and like much much better than a PS2 or OG yeah. Xbox game have. Yeah. Like. Because, like, Sunshine and Wind Waker received a lot of negative feedback, but that's, in my opinion, the best Zelda game of all time. Yeah, me too. I like Wind Waker the best. Uh, Resident Evil 4 is still a fantastic game. Oh, yeah. Eternal Darkness is still a great game. Mm -hmm. Um, Animal Crossing on the GameCube is still awesome. Unpopular opinion. I love Star Fox on on Uh, No, we've talked about that before. I love Star Fox Uh, Adventure. Yeah. (laughs) It's... I don't know why, because, like, all the problems... Because there's only been it. one good Star Fox, like, space game. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> there's not really much to hold on to. And there. the thing is, like, a lot of people will talk bad about the Star Fox games. I still like Star Fox as a franchise, though the biggest the the biggest case of buyer's regret I've ever had yeah. is when I bought Star Fox Zero. I was like, this game's hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Fuck this game. I want my $60 back. Uh, it was... Yeah, so I, I I like Star Fox Adventures. It, all the problems people have with it, I'm like, I get it. Like, I understand. But you Star Fox, you're playing as Fox on, like, a dinosaur planet. Like, mm-hmm. that's cool. I do wish that they would give you a gun. I think yeah. that would have been, a, it would have been a much more, it would have been a much better Yeah, game the staff a was a very unlikable weapon. Yeah. But. Oh, well. Yeah, I love that. Um, anything else you wanted to add? No, I think, um. Oh, Fortnite. Um, yeah, for anyone who missed out last week, I got Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I've been playing a lot of it. Um, I cannot win a game of Fortnite. I won my first game by myself yeah. the other day. Really? Yeah. No, I I, I cannot fucking win a game of that. <laughs> I have incredible stories of playing that game. Yeah. And last week I played with a couple friends, and we got in the top two like six times in a row. And I still have not fucking won. Little bit of information that I did not know, but I found out last night. Um, if someone builds a tower, so you know how people always yeah. build towers at the end, that's how it is. If you find out where it started and you knock that piece down, the entire tower collapses. 
Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, I did not know that, and that's how I won. Yeah. Because uh, there was a guy who had built a tower, and he had a sniper rifle, and I had uh, just, like... I had all white weapons. Right. I had, like, a, a, a I machine I never gun. find good gear unless somebody else drops it yeah, for me. Yeah, I, I, I have a hard time with that, because I don't go for the balls, the like, the balloons that drop, yeah. the drops, which are... That's where all the good gear is. Yeah. That's why people go for mm-hmm. it, but... Actually, one of the best things to do is to get a sniper rifle and sit on a wait hill for somebody to get wait it. for yeah. somebody to get it, kill them, wait a uh, wait a couple of minutes for someone else to come through, kill them, and mm-hmm. then go and, and, yeah. and get it. But I uh, I I was in the top two, and this dude had, was in a firefight with another guy on the ground. And he killed him, and I just took advantage and I shot yeah. out his tower, and it fell, and he fell to his death, yeah. and I won. Yeah. So. Were I ever that lucky would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, one of them, I was playing a squad match, and uh, all my friends died, and I was by myself. Oh, that sucks. And um, I made it to, it was a team of three, and then me. And they couldn't find me for a really long time, and uh, I had gotten a gold grenade launcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they just started building these fortresses and I was too far away and I started shooting at him. I got one of them and I was like, here we fucking go. Let's do it. And one of their teammates just snuck up behind me and killed me because there's three nice. of them. And I, I was just like, that, that's and cool then, that you were... Yeah, I was so close and you know, I'm, I can fucking hold my own in that mm-hmm. game. That's not, it's not one of those things that, it's, I genuinely feel like I'm super unlucky with this game. Yeah, like, I Like, I feel like I'm pretty good other than the fact that, um, it's just luck, man. Like, every time I find a gun and I'll get the drop on somebody and I'll just keep shooting him and I'll keep shooting him. And, you know, lucky me, I found the one guy out of a hundred people who already has a full shield mm-hmm. and he can take, like, <laughs> four headshots before yeah. he, uh, he... And then he's got a white assault rifle <laughs> and he shoots me and I'm just like, fuck. And I've just tried so many strategies. Yeah. I try, like, uh, my favorite match that we've played so far was it was me... Uh, it was actually like all a group of all of my friends and we had dropped in I think it's like the Pleasant View or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. We dropped there and uh we found a bunch of good stuff and we killed like a few people that were there and uh we waited there and the circle closed in on that town yeah. and we waited there the entire time. And it, we were just so nervous and like we waited until the storm was closing in on the house to like start moving out and these dudes built this fortress and they had rocket launchers and they were just blowing up every house in the building and then another team snuck up and they snuck up through a house and they went through the eye of the storm at the last like 12 people to kill two of my teammates and I killed both of them but then the dudes with explosives, they are just yeah. shooting explosives <laughs> everywhere and, you know, managed to get lucky enough to kill me. And, again, the top two, and I was like, this is fucking it. But then the second they started shooting those rockets, I was like, I, I hate this game. The, the weird thing is, like, I'm okay with not winning in that game. Cause like it's, I, the, it's because you've won once before. Yeah, it's before. because I've won once Because before. I haven't won once, and I've gotten that close like a dozen times and i'm once, like i hate this i think once <laughs> i think once you win it becomes a lot easier it becomes i really like, felt like when we were playing that last match i was like i was convinced we were going to win because we were hidden so well and we were yeah. just like had the jump on everybody 
in my head, I was like, I will never fucking play this game again after <laughs> I win. All I have to do, all I need to do, is just win one time. Um, I so the, I had a similar match where I landed in. Is Pleasantville the place with the giant pumpkin thing? No. Okay. That, so um, I, I forget where that. I was. landed in there along with like sixteen other people. Yeah. And I landed right on top of the on top of the pumpkin, and there was a chest, mm-hmm. and I got it. And it had a scar in there. Yeah. And so I just stood there and just yeah. shot. I had like 10 kills. Yeah. I just stood on top of it, just mowing all these people down who had pickaxes. And I was yeah. like, man, they fucking hate me I right would now. hate you if that were me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just like every match I play, I get like really, really high up. Like I mm-hmm. almost never play a match where I die super soon yeah same i always make it to the top 10 yeah and but i can um, never, I, I never i just never that. fucking get lucky enough and i win earlier i was like this is fucking it i'm sick of it i will be a fucking seal team six and i will win this <laughs> and so i was super strategic i jumped in the very fucking corner of the map yeah i was like i'm gonna get in the corner and i'm gonna get everything every good fucking thing i can find mm-hmm. so i get in the corner and it gives me, there's like chests in this big house, and all the chests give me white guns. Yeah, I hate and that. And then I, hate I start moving happens. through the map, and I'm like, wow, everyone's been here before me. <laughs> and I'm just outrunning the storm, and then I'm like, okay, the storm's at my back, nobody's gonna come at me. Nope. So then I start hiding, and people are like running through the storm, and I'm like, fuck, I can't even get the drop on anyone. So... All in this match, I was lucky enough that I'm, like, hiding behind this tree, the circle facing me, mm-hmm. and then uh, my back, or I'm I'm facing the storm now, so the tree is behind me and everything is behind me, and this guy, he's coming up and he's, like, walking through the storm, and I'm like, fuck, he sees me, and I get behind the tree, and then he didn't see me some fucking how, and he's, huh. like, really close, and he starts walking, and I pop out and I start shooting him and he starts building a goddamn <laughs> fort around him and I was like dude stop and I was shooting him in the in the fort and I eventually just like he was just I completely took him by surprise some fucking how and he had decent shit so I took that from him and um, I this one I was like really proud of because I got to this house and this dude saw me and I was like standing right outside the door and I was like, maybe he didn't see me. And so he opens the door, and I see him run to the back. He opens the door to, like, try and trick me. He, like, opened the door to think I was he was coming out the front door, but then he ran out the back and he tried to flank me, but then right when he came around the corner, I blew him away. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I was like, oh, sweet. So I picked up this guy's stuff, and then somebody was just right behind him, and they just killed me as I was that picking sucks. up his stuff. And I was just like... <laughs> There's nothing I could have done, you know? <laughs> I will say, shotguns in that game are kind of OP. Yeah, except like for range. people's best defense for that is they just fucking jump up and yep, down. That's, yep. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. I don't understand how people can jump shoot. I, I, don't, I, I don't have I'm I really can't bad get at it. it because yeah. like, but I can't shoot people when they're jumping. Same. Man. Like, yeah. people jump shoot with fucking sniper rifles and yeah. shit. One, yeah. I don't even, I, I can't even use a sniper no. in that game. It's like impossible. Yeah, they're hard. And, but he, like, people will, like, jump shoot with fucking sniper rifles mm-hmm. and, like, kill me. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I, you're just better at this game, yeah. I guess. <laughs> it got outplayed, yeah. Um, also, PUBG comes out next week for Xbox. Oh, so yeah. I might, Fuck. I might snag it. Uh, if I, 
literally cannot win mm. in Fortnite. I might, I might. Snag I think player it. unknown. Pub, PUBG has like, it's easier to win. I've heard. I've heard it's a lot easier to win because there'll be games where people just won't fire a shot. Yeah. Because the other person will die because they're mm-hmm. outside of the they're yeah. outside of the in the storm or whatever it's yeah. going there. But like, I heard it's a lot easier to win in that game. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's it's a harder game. Like I you can die you can die sooner a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the first few matches I played that game I just dropped in places I thought worked and there's somebody he had already had all the fucking he- armor and guns and then he just had the drop on me and uh i you, feel like it's a harder game but yeah i feel like uh fortnite it's harder to win because oh, yeah. uh people get good at like the weird shit about the mm-hmm. game not like out shooting you but they're like better at finding stuff before you and then they build a fortress because I, I i suck at building stuff I'm getting better. Yeah. Because honestly, that's how you win, is yeah. by building shit. And mm-hmm. I'm getting better yeah. at it. Uh, last thing, there's a 50 versus 50 mode going on right now in Fortnite. Oh. Yeah. I oh. didn't really like it, but uh, it's there. I, the, the trailer made it seem like it was going to be like you start on two fortresses and like you just work your way around that, but it's just the game. and mm-hmm. But there's 50 people you can't kill. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and I won a couple of those, but, like, uh, wasn't really worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I might have to try that, though. Yeah. So, um, let's wrap things up here. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. This is the most important podcast. Uh, you can find this on whatever podcast service you use on your phone. Just search for the Geek Creek Collective, the most important podcast. Uh, we're also on YouTube as the Geek Creek Collective. We don't put the podcast there yet, but mm-hmm. we are on YouTube. Uh Please subscribe to the Geek Creek Collective. We try and post every weekend. Uh, I promise this episode will post. Yeah. Unlike last week's, I promise this one will post. So thanks for listening and yes. share this around if you like it. Uh, recommend to a friend. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Word of mouth is how podcasts are spread, honestly. Yeah. So. Um, and send us some recommendations if anybody yeah. wants to. Our uh, 50th episode is coming up. So yeah. send us some recommendations of what you guys want to That would be very cool. About. Yeah. So. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll thanks. see you next week.